still loving them and still loving me. Amen. Amen. Are you thankful for the choir tonight? You thankful for the worship service? Say amen. If you got your Bible, I want you to turn with me to Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. One of my favorite characters in the Bible, one of my favorite books in the Bible is the book of Joshua. It's a great book. And uh, Exodus is also a great book, and we, we learn about uh, a little bit of the background before what we're going to talk about tonight. We learn about it in Exodus and also in Deuteronomy. Uh, if you'll look up in chapter number 34 of Deuteronomy, right above the, the beginning of the book of Joshua, the Bible says in verse number 4, And the Lord said unto him, This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to see it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. This is God speaking to Moses. Moses, uh, he made a mistake. If you'll remember, excuse me, if you'll remember back in Exodus, you'll remember where God promised the children of Israel that this, pro, this land, the, the, the land of Canaan, the promised land, if you will, this, this uh, land of Canaan is a beautiful picture to us as a Christian, not of heaven, but of the will of God. And you and I should strive to be in the will of God. Everything that we do, every person that we spend time with, all, all of that should be thought about, am I in the will of God? And so the children of Israel are promised this land and God told them, I'm going to give you this land. He told them he was going to give it to them, right? And so they, they get close to where the, the land is and Moses sends out 12 spies. Y'all know what I'm talking about, all right? And so he sends out 12 spies and of the 12, 10 of them come back and they use this word that is interesting that we find this word in the Bible, but it says we are like grasshoppers okay and they come back and they tell Moses hey they are big people we are little people I kind of understand those 10 all right I'm a little person all right I feel like I'm still a grasshopper okay everywhere I go I am vertically challenged okay and so these men said hey we are grasshoppers in their sight these are giants but there were two Joshua and Caleb who believed what God said when God said, I'm going to give you that land, they took it to heart. They believed what God said. They stood on God's promises and they said, we believe God and we believe that God is able to help us to overcome these giants and take the land that He has promised not only to us, but the ones who have came before us. Does everybody remember this story? Well, Moses being uh, the person that he was, a lot like you and I, he went with the majority. And because he went with the majority, God judged them and God, there were consequences to the action. And because that they did not trust God and because Moses did not trust God, God made it so that none of the ones who doubted him made it into the land of Canaan. Now, we are just reading right here in Deuteronomy chapter number 34 a beautiful picture of the grace of God. God tells Moses, I will not let you go into the land of Canaan. But I want to read this verse one more time. And the Lord said unto him, talking about Moses, 
This is the land which I swear unto Abraham, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob, saying, I will give it unto thy seed. I have caused thee to what? See it with thine eyes, but thou shalt not go over thither. I want to say this. God did not have to do that. God could have let him die and never see the, the, the land of Canaan, the promised land. He could have let him die and he never got to lay eyes on it. But he took him up to the top of a mountain and he showed him exactly what the promised land looked like. So we read in verse number 5, So Moses, the servant of the Lord, died there in the land of Moab according to the word of the Lord. So Moses, God takes him up on the mountain and he gets to see with his own eyes uh, the land that his fathers have talked about, that he has talked about, that he has led these children of Israel who are so, they, they want it so bad. They've been wandering in the wilderness for so long and they want to see it. And Moses finally gets to lay eyes on it. Now I could preach a message there on, on the effects of not being obedient to God. But I want to jump down in verse uh, number one of chapter number one of Joshua. If everybody's with me, just say amen. I hadn't lost anybody yet, I hope. Number one, or verse number one. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant. Now, this is not the message tonight, but I do want to bring this out. He could have easily, he could have easily said, the prince of Egypt. He could have easily said, the murderer. He could have said, the shepherd on the backside of the desert. He could have said, the spokesman for Israel. He could have called him a prophet. He could have called him a miracle worker. He could have called him what we would probably have called him, a failure. But God didn't call him that. God called him my servant. He still had ownership over Moses. And I want to say this, this is not the message, but I want to encourage somebody who's made a mistake tonight. That mistake does not define you. Amen. One chapter of your life is not the definition of your life. It is not who you are. Who you are is who you are every single day. And I believe Moses at his heart was a servant of God. I believe he was a servant of God. I believe he's somebody that we ought to look up to in a lot of ways. Did he make mistakes? Absolutely, but so do we. And so Moses is called by God himself, my servant. If I could die, if I could die and there be anything said about me, I hope that it is said that he was a servant of God. Amen? Verse number two says, my servant is dead. Now, therefore... Arise, everybody say arise. Arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place, everybody say every. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given, past tense, have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even to the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Verse number five, there shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Amen. Amen. 
And so what a, what a great blessing it is to have God on your side, right? Joshua is called by God. This is where we see Joshua being called by God. If y'all have one, one second, I'd like to read a little bit of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter number 10. I'm going to read a little bit of Scripture. Y'all bear with me. Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye should be ignorant how that all, your, all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. Amen. But with many of them God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. So it talks about how God was the rock and God followed him. And then it also lets us know that God was not necessarily pleased with these people because they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our examples. Everybody say examples. Examples. To the intent we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed and fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of serpents. Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. Now all these things, listen, all these things happened unto them for in samples. Everybody say in samples. And they are written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Now, I wanted to read that because it is literally talking about uh, our story and it is intertwined with our story today. And, and, and Paul is writing to the Corinthians and he says this. He says, we ought to look back to the children of Israel because they are examples unto us. And just as they were examples to the Corinthian church and Paul, they are examples to you and I. Amen. So this is what I want to preach on and I'm not going to be long because I don't want Jake to be mad at me. All right. I'm going to try to hurry up. All right. But I want to preach on something, very simple thought that God gave me out of this verse, verse number two of Joshua chapter one. And the first phrase says this, Moses, my servant, is what? Dead. Do you believe Joshua already knew that? I believe with all my heart, this was not news to Joshua. Joshua probably witnessed he was close by because the Bible says in verse number one that Joshua was, was Moses' minister. In other words, he was his helper. He was his assistant. He was his right-hand man. And so I don't believe that this was uh, news to Joshua. I believe this was God making sure that Joshua understood the responsibility that was about to be laid on his life. Moses was the leader. Moses was God's man. Moses had brought them out of Egypt, Egypt being a picture of sin, Egypt being a picture of the world, and, and Moses has led his people out of, of, of uh, Egypt through the Red Sea in a miraculous way. He is a great man of God. He is a hero of the faith. And God makes sure to tell Joshua, hey, Moses is dead. 
What does that mean? This is what that means. The person that you've looked up to and counted on is dead. The person that has led the nation of Israel is dead. Okay, this is what it means to you and I. There are people that are in our lives that have gone on before us that have reached Lake Park. And they have reached the state of Georgia. And they have reached the United States. And they have reached the world globally. They have come and they have gone. There is people in our life right now. I think of my dad. He is my, one of my spiritual heroes. He's somebody that I look up to. If I have a question about the Word of God, I call him because he is so knowledgeable about the Word of God. There's other men in my life. I think of Brother Jason Holly. Uh, bless his heart. If I'm having any trouble, I call and puke on him. Amen. And he's a blessing blessing to me. He's a person, uh, Brother Johnny, that I can wrap my arm around and he'll wrap his arm around me and he cares about me and he lifts up my spirit and he encourages my spirit. But here's the thing, one day they will all be gone. If they have not been already, some of you in here, I could go around the room and there's probably several, several of you as well as myself, I could tell you people in my life that are no longer here with us, that were a blessing to my spiritual life, who were a leader in my life, who helped me to grow in the admonition of the Lord, who are no longer with us. What am I trying to say? This is what I'm trying to say. It is our turn. It's our turn. I'm not saying that in a prideful way. I'm not saying that in an arrogant way. I'm hoping to inspire somebody who's maybe sitting back and taking in what's all going on. Let me tell you something. There's a teenager sitting in here who needs a good role model. There's a grandson or granddaughter in here who needs a good role model. There is a sibling in here for you younger people. There is a sibling in here who needs somebody that will stand up on God's Word and do what God says and be led by the Spirit. There's somebody in here. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. There's somebody in here who is looking at you. Joshua's whole life looked at Moses. Joshua's whole life depended on Moses to get the word from God and to lead him where he needed to go. And now God says, Moses is dead. What was he telling Joshua? It's your turn. This is what I've been preparing you for. By the way, Joshua was part of that group that exited out of Egypt. Joshua is... is uh, Thought to be, uh, as far as I know, he is thought to be a firstborn. Which means that he was in Egypt and during the time of the Passover. And because his parents, somebody thank God for good parents, amen. Because his parents put the blood on the, the doorpost, now we have Joshua leading the children of Israel. It's very important that we stand on what God says do because we don't know who is watching? It is our turn, church. Some of y'all are older. I'm not going to even dive into that. Some of y'all are older, but listen to me. You still have time. You still have time to make an impact. Make a difference. Let us get out of this mindset. Let us get out of this, this idea of I want to reach 500,000. Let's get into this, this mindset. I want to make a difference. If I can make a difference in my home, I'm doing better than I was. 
If I can do a be- if I can make a difference in my church, I'm doing better than I was. If I can if I can make a difference in little old Lake Park, then at least I'm doing more than I was. It's our turn. It's our turn. It's, it's it is everybody in this room. It is your turn. And I believe if God was sitting in here tonight, and I'm not trying to put words in his mouth, but I believe if he was here tonight, he would challenge us to do more. Amen. How many of y'all think you're doing all you can do? Nobody. Praise the Lord. They ain't got no liars in here tonight. Amen. Because we all could do more. Amen. We all could do more. We have become accustomed to the comforts of life. We, have, we, have, we are this. We are like my children. We are spoiled. We are spoiled tonight. And it is our turn to step up and be the leaders that God has called each and every one of us to be. If you believe that, say amen. Amen. Number one, I want you to notice this. Notice Joshua's separation. God called him from the wilderness to Canaan. Are y'all with me? He had to leave the place that he had been for the last 40 years. Now, it's hard for me to make a a statement or make a a defense here that he enjoyed being in the wilderness. I'm sure he was ready to go to Canaan. But I think for the application purpose tonight, he left somewhere he had been for 40 years. Why? Because he was following the will of God and he was making sure that the people that were following him were in the will of God. He had to leave some things. He had to separate himself from some things. And if you and I are going to be, number one, in the will of God, but also help bring others closer to the will of God, then we must learn to separate ourselves from some things that might hinder us. I noticed he had to leave. Listen to this. This This is crazy. He had to leave his mentor. He had to stand by the grave Uh, which, by the way, we don't know where it's at to this day. The Bible says we don't know where it's at. But he had to leave his mentor, mentor who had died, somebody that he had counted on, somebody that he had looked up to. But here's the thing. This is what I wrote down. You can never get to Canaan standing by Moses' grave. You can never be in the will of God holding on to somebody else's coattail. You can never be in the will of God holding on to the faith that somebody else has. It has got to be your own. You have got to be willing to go on your own. Everybody with me? Listen to this statement. Your mentors, your your heroes of the faith can get you close to the will of God. But they cannot get you into the will of God. Moses got Joshua all the way up to the edge. He got him so close you could see it. But he did not walk with him into the will of God. What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say this. Brother Robbie is a hero of the faith. Amen. There are people in here, Sunday school teachers, small group leaders that you look up to and they are heroes in your life. They are people that you look up to. Listen to me when I say this. They can get you very close, but they can't get you there. Listen to me, young person. Your parents, though they are great, and I'm not saying anything negative about parents, I never do. They are great. And a lot of you, praise the Lord, you got great parents because they bring you to Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night. They bring you to all these. You ought to be thankful for that. 
But understand me when I say this. They can get you close. But they cannot get you in to the will of God. Are y'all with me? They can get you so close you can see it. They can get you so close that you can uh, think about it and you can dream about it, but, but they can't get you there. That is something that you're going to have to do on your own. And I'm not just talking about young people. I'm talking about everybody. Brother Robbie can get you close. Praise the Lord. I'm thankful for a pastor who is spirit-filled and follows God's will and preaches the house down every single service that he's in. And he can get us close. He can get up here and preach and give, a, give an invitation and you can see the will of God from your chair. But it is up to you to get up out of your chair and walk into the will of God. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Does that make sense? Joshua had to leave his mentor. Could you imagine the heart that was broken? Joshua had to leave very close friends. I thought about the spies that he ran into Canaan with. Some of those were probably his friends. Notice this. They were friends that had different faith than he did. He believed they didn't. And I'm not here to cast stones or belittle these men because I would have probably been one of the ten, a scaredy cat. But Moses or not Moses, Joshua recognized that if I'm going to be in the will of God, I cannot surround myself who are scared of the will of God. Joshua realized real quick that the people that I, I am surrounded by, I cannot hang with them if I'm going to be in the will of God. And just like Joshua, you and I have to separate ourselves from some people in our life if we ever want to see the will of God. And they might be close friends. Are y'all with me? But if their faith is not your faith, they will put you in danger. Amen. Joshua had to leave the wilderness, which is a picture of the world. And for you and I to be in the will of God, we must be willing to leave the world. We must be willing to leave old habits. We must be willing to leave uh, old locations that we used to spend time. We, we, we must be willing to separate ourselves from anything that would hinder the will of God in our life. Let me ask you this question. Are there some things in your life that need to be, that you need to be leaving behind? Are there some people in your life that you need to be leaving behind? Well, I don't believe God would have us just to leave these people. I don't believe God would have me to turn my back on this friend. I believe God wants you in His will. And whatever you allow between Him and you is an idol. Are y'all with me? So before you make that argument, I believe God wants the relationship with you more than He wants you to be in a relationship with someone else. Amen. Amen. Number one, we notice Joshua's separation. Have I lost anybody? Everybody's still in this thing, all right? Number two, we see his steps. We see his steps. I want y'all to look with me in verse number three. The Bible says every place. Everybody say every. Every, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon... That have I given unto you as I said unto Moses. This is my point here and I'm going to make it and I'm going to move on. 
God literally told Joshua, every place that, the, that your foot touches, I'm going to give it to you. Here's the problem. God has made that same promise to you and I on several things. He has said, hey, if, if you'll do this, I'll do this. And we haven't cashed in. Amen. Imagine if God said to you, uh, if He said to me, Dalton, every place that the sole of your foot touches, I'm going to give it to you. I'd be like Forrest Gump. <laughs> I would be running. Are y'all with me? I, I'd be going everywhere I could. Why? Because everywhere He said I touched, He was going to give it to me. Are y'all with me? Aren't you thankful for that? God has made us some promises. But here's the thing. A lot of us will not get off of our... And go do it. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody wants to sit back and say, Lord, bring me to the promised land. And God's saying, get off of your... Here's a spiritual word. Blessed assurance... And go claim what I've already given you. Are y'all with me? It is our turn for, in our turn, to get into the will of God. Number one, we must separate some things. But we must get to stepping. With me. We must get to claiming the things that God has already given us. Some of y'all are sitting back here and you're wondering what I'm talking about. Listen, God has a job for you. God has something for you to do. God has a place where He wants you to serve. And it is up to you to get up and serve. And when you get up and serve, He will begin to give and to give and to give. Joshua did not sit on the mountain with Moses and say, this is the spot. He didn't say, Lord, I hope you give us this spot. No, God said, you're going to have to leave here and go. Let me ask you this question. Have you been going? Have you been stepping? Have you been claiming what God has already, past tense, given you? He's given us so many things that we haven't even claimed. We haven't even taken hold of. The opportunity of prayer. God has given you access to the throne room. And I dare to say 70% of our church tonight hadn't prayed today haven't taken advantage of the land that He has given you. You ain't been stepping. Are y'all with me? Take advantage of what He's given you. Take advantage of what He's given you. Joshua didn't say, I don't want that land, Lord. I want this land over here. No, he just started stepping. Are y'all with me? When God says go, that means go. Number three, I'm moving. Number three. I noticed, number one, his separation. I noticed, number two, his steps. Number three, I want you to notice his study. His study. Look at verse number eight. The Bible says, this book of law, talking about the Bible, talking about the Word of God, shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then... Thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Now let's not forget the context in which God has just told Joshua this. 
He is turning over the keys of leadership of the children of Israel. And as He is uh, nominating, if you will, Joshua to be a leader of the children of Israel, He makes sure to throw this verse in there that says, Hey, you better start talking about that book. You better start thinking about that book. And you better start practicing that book. As he gave him the responsibility of being a great leader that we read about thousands of years later, he made sure to let him know, you ain't going nowhere without that book. He made sure to let him know, by the way, this is the only time the word success is mentioned in your King James Bible. And how do we have success? Work two extra jobs? Huh? Have more followers on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or uh, what's the new one? TikTok than anybody else? That's not success. What's success? Somebody who reads the Word of God. Somebody who talks about the Word of God. Somebody who thinks about the Word of God and somebody who practices the Word of God. You want to be successful? You want God to use you as you step into Canaan into the will of God for your life? Make sure that you have a habit of getting in His book and getting in it regularly. Amen. Amen. This book of law shall not depart out of thy mouth. To be the leader and the Christian God has called you to be, we must get into His Word. At some point, at some point, Joshua had to quit depending on Moses bringing the law off of Sinai. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? At some point, Moses had to quit, I mean, Joshua had to quit depending on Moses to bring the Word of God, and he had to get the Word of God himself. Y'all don't get mad at me right here. A lot of us depend on someone else to feed us spiritually, to feed us the Word of God. And here's what we need to do. Get you a plate and make it yourself. Are y'all with me? God, hey, listen. He's available to you too. He don't just speak to me. He don't just speak to Brother Robbie. He didn't just speak to Joshua. He don't just speak to Paul. The Bible says he speaks to you. And I'm afraid that we have, as, as a church, and I'm not talking about Calvary. I'm talking about the church. I'm afraid that we, as the church of the living God, depend on man to feed us more than we depend on God's Word to feed us. You can get the same thing I got out of this today. All it takes is a little time, a little discipline, and a relationship with Christ. Let me ask you this question. Are you depending on your Moses? Is Brother Robbie your Moses? Are you waiting on him to feed you on Sunday and waiting on him to feed you on Wednesday? You're going to starve to death. Y'all hear me? It's our job. It's our job, personally, to feed our own spiritual life. It's your turn. It's your turn. Quit depending on me. 
Quit depending on Brother Robbie. Quit depending on Miss Michelle, Miss Miranda, Miss Jennifer, Brother Johnny. Quit depending on these people. Are they heroes of the faith? Absolutely. Should we listen to them when they talk? Absolutely. Has God given them a word to share with us? Absolutely. But at some point, Moses is going to die. And if you don't know how to get food for yourself, you're going to die. Who's feeding you? Are you dependent on Moses? Are you dependent on Brother Robbie? Or do you depend on the Word of God? Y'all still love me, right? Some of y'all looking bad at me. All right. Number four, lastly. Lastly, this is my favorite one. Y'all ready? Number one, we see his separation. Number two, we see his steps. Number three, we see his study. He did it his own. All right, number four. Let's look at his support. His support. Verse number five. The Bible says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Are y'all with me? How, Brother Dalton, in 2023, with all this going on and the way the world is today, you just turn on the TV and you get mad and I don't see how my kids are going to be able to grow up and, 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 be, and love the Lord with all of the, the hate and the evil that they'll have to experience. Brother Dalton, how am I going to make it? How am I going to do this? Because you have somebody who's supporting you. That's how. And as he was with Moses, the same promise that he made to Joshua is the same uh, promise that I believe he would make to you and I tonight. If he were here with us, I believe he'd say this. As I was with Moses, as I was with Joshua, as I was with Paul, as I was with Peter, as he preached and and thousands got saved, as I was with them, I'm going to be with you too. And I'm not going to forsake you. I'm not going to leave you every step of the way. I'll be right by your side. The Bible says he's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. Amen. I'm thankful that whatever I go through on this trip to Canaan, as I'm trying to live the best way I know how in the will of God, as I'm trying to bring along my two children and my wife and this youth group and, and the people of the church, as I'm trying to bring them along with me and it gets hard and it's not, it's not the flattest of, of, of paths that I have to take. It might be rocky, it might be uphill, it might be downhill, but I know one thing, Brother Johnny, I have somebody who will not forsake me, who will not leave me, and just as he was with the heroes that came before me, he's going to be with me. Somebody say Amen. I'm thankful for that. He's not the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. He's the same God that Moses shared the mountain with. Somebody say amen. He's the same God that walked with the 12 disciples and they, and they looked and, and, and then He's the same God who walked with these other two and they said, didn't our hearts burn within us when He talked to us? That same God. What's He say? As I was with Moses. I'll be with you. I will. I like when he says, I will. Because when he says, I will, it's different than when we say, I will. If you go to small group, you know what I'm talking about. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Will not. We have a support, we have an encouragement. As David said, he's my shield. David said, he's my shepherd. He's the rock. He's somebody you can count on. I know it's tough. 
I know you just, hey, I know that there have been people that you counted on in the past, but listen to me, church. It's your turn. But understand this, just because it's your turn doesn't mean you have to handle it all on your own. We have a support system. His name is Jesus Christ. Three times in this chapter, verse number number six, let's read it together. Be strong and of a good courage. Verse number seven, let's read it together. Only be thou strong and very courageous. It's almost like he was saying the same thing, huh? Verse number nine. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. God called Joshua, but he also encouraged Joshua. He pushed him. Hey, be strong. Good courage. I got you. Are y'all with me? I'm thankful that I have a God that doesn't just call me and leave me, but he calls me and he eggs me on. He's my biggest cheerleader. And when Brother Edwin, when I don't think I can do it, he says, be strong. You got this. Are y'all with me? I'm thankful for that. If you are not taking advantage of your support system, this may be why you're struggling. This may be why you're discouraged. This may be why you're depressed. Because he's there as he was with Moses, as he was with Joshua, as he's with Brother Robbie, as he's with Dalton. He'll be with you. He will be with you. Church, I hope to inspire you and challenge you tonight. Y'all ready? Look at me. I mean this. It's your turn. It is your turn. Quit making excuses. Quit saying, I'll win. I will if. And throw in with God. You will experience a place unlike you've never seen. But not only that, you will take people with you that get to experience it too. Every parent in here, I'm talking to you. It's your turn. Every leader of this church, I'm talking to you. It's your turn. Quit saying you're not good enough. Moses said that too. Quit having doubt. Moses and Aaron had that too. Trust God. Walk with God. And He will support you. He will lift you up. David said in in Psalm chapter number 3, He is my shield. He is the lifter up of mine head. When I get discouraged... He encourages me. And He'll do the same for you, church. But you must be willing, what? To step. Are y'all hearing me? You must be willing to step. I wonder if there's every head bowed, every eye closed. I wonder if there's somebody in here. You say, Brother Dalton, I've been allowing other people feed me and my family long enough it's my turn I wonder if there's a parent that'll stand up and come to the altar a grandparent maybe a leader of Calvary Baptist maybe a small group leader maybe somebody who's been in small group and you want to lead something you want to be a part of something 
Maybe you'll stand up and say, I'm not going to depend on my small group leader. I'm not going to depend on the pastor. I'm not going to depend on my friends. Ah, it's my turn. Lord, I pray that you'd help every single one of us to take this message tonight. I pray that you'd ingrain it down deep in my heart. Lord, help me never to depend on somebody else to tell my children about you. Lord, help me never depend on someone else to show my children what the will of God is. Lord, help me as their father. It's my turn. It's my turn to step up and be the man of God in the will of God that you have called me to be. Lord, without you, I'm nothing. Lord, without you, I can't make it. But I believe just as you were with Moses, you'll be with me. Lord, I pray that you'd help every single one of us in this room tonight to hold fast to the, the promise that you made, not only to Joshua, but to us. Lord, as you were with them, so you will be with us. I believe that with all my heart. Lord, I'm trusting in that with all my heart. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to walk out of here different tonight. Lord, help us not to just hear your word and realize that we need to make a change. But Lord, help us to actually make the change. It's our turn. We're running out of time. It's our turn. We must step up. Lord, I pray that you'd help us, Lord. Help us to remember this message. Help us to take this message with us. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed, every eye closed really quickly. I wonder if there's somebody in here tonight. You say, Brother Dalton, I'm not sure if I'm saved. I'm not sure where I would spend my eternity. If I was to die today, I don't know where I'd spend my eternity. Real simple. If you do not know that you are saved, but you want to be, I want you to look at me. Is there anybody like that? Just make eye contact with me. All right? Is there anybody else? But Dalton, I'm not sure, but I want to be. Is there anybody like that? I'm not going to call you out. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to know. I want to pray for you. I want to be a help to you. Is there anybody like that? Brother Dalton, I'm not sure, but I want to be. Anybody like that? All right. Let's pray. Lord, we love you so much. I thank you for loving us. Once again, I thank you for your word. Lord, so many times, Lord, when I'm discouraged, you encourage me through your word. But it is because we are willing to feed ourselves. Lord, help us, Lord, not to depend on others. Lord, thank you for the heroes. Lord, thank you for the men of God and the women of God that have come before us. But Lord, help us not to try to get into the will of God holding on to their coattail. Lord, help us to follow you. Lord, help us to fall in love with you each and every day. Lord, help me to be closer to you tomorrow than I was today. Lord, I want to be close to you. Lord, I want to be in Canaan. I want to be in the will of God for my life. Lord, help me to trust you. Lord, if I need to get rid of some things, Lord, help me to get rid of some things. Lord, if I need to, to walk in a certain direction, help me to do that. Lord, help me to study. Help me to, help me to feed my spiritual life personally. Lord, help me to trust you as my support. Lord, we love you. Lord, we thank you so much for church tonight. Thank you for the worship. Thank you for the attendance. Lord, thank you for everybody being here to listen to your word, to grow as Christians. Lord, help us to do just that. We'll thank you. We'll give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.